everybody. Welcome to episode 263 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I'm your host, as always. This week, joined for Board Game Week by the Mistress of Magnificence, Linda Rowell. How are you? I'm doing well, getting in the sprint to the end for the school year. Yes. I can <laughs> only imagine how excited you are that it is coming. How many days do you have before you get time off? Um, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Let me see. Oh, I should know this because we just did day 150. So I have 31 school days left. That's what happens when you count the days of school. <laughs> you know where you are. Exactly. Sounds great. Um, for everybody listening, don't mind the noise in the background. Uh, we got a late start on dinner because my middle son and I were uh, roughhousing, as one does, and uh, he flopped and uh, because he was selling a wrestling move like a professional, and he fell down and rolled up on my wife's ankle. So that took some time to to write itself. So uh, if you hear random noises in the in the in the back that way, that's what it is. It's dinner being made for everybody else in the background. It's board game week. Last week on video game week, Amanda and I talked about the metaverse, which that that podcast has not aired on podcast services. I'm actually a little bit behind because I got thrown off recovering from my COVID injection, but we'll, we'll be back and in the habit soon. Um, so we're going to have two episodes over the next week as I get them all caught up. But last week we talked about the metaverse, which is more or less games kind of growing up and becoming platforms like Minecraft, where you can play like all sorts of different games within Minecraft and Roblox. So that was an interesting one. Can't wait for everybody to give that one a listen. So this week we put a call out to the Engage Family Gaming community to ask for questions. And we got we got some. And the question that we are going to answer today is we are going to talk about cooperative games. So the specific question is they wanted to know what our favorites are. Obviously, we will talk about that. But then we also have an article that we that we were able to dig up that is very old. So we'll talk about some of the stuff that's on there. Um, and the the reason we're going to talk about it is uh, we're going to give Linda an opportunity to edit it as we go, so that when we have our sprint weekend at the end of July, uh, it will be easy to go because she'll know what needs to go and what needs to stay. How about how, how's I'll take that my notes. I like that. Exactly. Got my notepad ready. All right, so let's go around the horn because uh, you have been so busy, you have been buying games. It's true. But you have not had time to actually play them. Nope. We are, our families are almost there, vaccination-wise. True. So that means we'll be able to, uh, that means we'll be able to get together and have, like, the board game day to end all board game days. Because Lord yes. knows we need them. Because we've got so many board games that we've got to get to the table. So many. So many. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's all right. There's a lot of us. So we can, mm-hmm. we can divide and conquer and get it done. We might need uh, to borrow a project manager to get all these games played. We might. But I, I did get it. A game to the table this week that I was uh, that I have been waiting for for a while that I have seen played that I've watched rules breakthroughs that I've been very excited about but I myself have never actually played it until today which is hard to believe but it's Funkoverse I finally ah. played Funkoverse for realsies not a two turn demo but I played from front to back me versus Evan and he crushed me uh, we were playing in the Nightmare Before Christmas set. 
that has Jack Skellington and Sally and the professor, Dr. Finkenstein, I think his name is, uh, the okay. evil doctor, and then Boogie Woogie. Mm-hmm. Ah. And Boogie Woogie is OP, I would just like to say. Boogie Woogie is OP. Oh, is he OP, really? OP, I believe firmly that he is OP. That's another one that should go in our definitions. OP. Uh-huh. That's a good one. He's overpowered. Evan's trying to tell me that he's not, that he's just skilled. I am. I'm better than you. I mean, I, just, <laughs> I mean, he can have that delusion. It's fine. fine. You know what? Most of the time, he is actually better than me at this stuff. But uh, wait until <laughs> more fighting games came out come out later this year, and then oh boy, see what happens. I'm gonna wreck you at Guilty Gear Strive. Hey, you're gonna have to teach me Funkoverse now. I am gonna. Have I to have teach you Funkoverse. You're gonna have to because I have the Golden Girls, and I have not yet gotten that one to the table either that's on my my uh what do you call it shelf of shame yeah so funkoverse is it's a platform what's crazy about this is i remember being at toy fair a couple years ago Mm -hmm. when we found out that prospero hall was purchased by funko Right. And when they to form Funko Games, and I remember talking to, you know, our friend Bruce, who was at the time working for North Star, and he right. and I talked and I said, you know what? Funko has gotta get these guys to make a game that where you use Funko Pops as minifigs and just make a dudes on the map game where Funko Pops are your minifigs. And he's like, Man, listen, if they don't do that, they're leaving money on the table. Well, let me tell you. They did that, and they show no signs of stopping. So Fungoverse is a platform. It is a dudes-on-a-map game where you fight with custom... I'd say they're probably like 40% size Funkos. So they're decent-sized figs, but they are not... Like a full-size Funko is, you know... They're about the size of the Funko Pops you get in the Funko Pop, like, surprise box. No, they're bigger than that. They are, in fact, bigger than the Funko Pop surprise box. I have a Funko Pop here. See, I was going to say, I've got the, I've got the so, game right behind me, I think. So this is Maybe? the size of a regular... Like a standard Funko Pop is this. Right. They probably go up to, like, just into the, inside the top of the head. They're still decent-sized Funko Pops. They are. They're big enough that you can definitely see the details on the characters. The characters are... The models are definitely different. You know, it it's fun. You're playing with Funko Pops, and the idea is you're playing on a grid. You have an action point economy where basically you can take two actions among a choice of a bunch of them, whether it be moving or challenging. You don't attack, you challenge, which I think ah. is... That is... <coughs> I think one of the cool things about challenges is that not everyone would attack, right? Um, Because the idea with Funkoverse is this is a platform where you can have characters from Jurassic Park fight the Kool-Aid Man versus Jaws versus Harry Potter versus Nightmare Before Christmas all over the place. And so this is... um, Essentially, you build teams of dudes... And then you uh, play on a map and you can either play like a deathmatch kind of thing or you can play on, you know, every expansion comes with like objectives where they'll have like a, a scenario where you play it out on a map and put the characters down and there are different ways to earn points. The idea is you are trying to earn points. That's how you win. And knocking out your opponents is always worth a point. And there's little crystals on the table. Getting one of those, always worth a point. And then different scenarios will have 
different opportunities to gain points. And it is super straightforward. This is one of the this is the game where I watched a video and I mm-hmm. Like, it's straightforward to play once you start playing. I watched a video. I was a little confused. I read the rule book. I was a little confused. Evan and I just sat down and just went to town. I was just like, you know what? Let's just start taking turns. And by the second turn, both of us knew exactly what was going on. There's not a lot of fiddly bits. This is a, this is a straightforward strategy game that I really think anyone that, anyone that can make a choice between... You know, and choose two of a list of options and execute on those things, we'll be able to play this game. Some characters are obviously easier than others. They all have different superpowers, but legit, you can have Blanche from the Golden Girls fight Voldemort. So fun. And I might have Rose and Blanche yeah, sitting Rose in Blanche, my cabinet right? across the way. And they definitely, <laughs> I have Rose and Blanche. They, they definitely <laughs> have, and they aren't showing any signs of stopping. We know that they're intending to do more. They did a Darkwing Duck. They did, there's all sorts of Funkoverse expansions. They sent us Nightmare Before Christmas because I specifically asked okay. for not Harry Potter. And That's because fair. for reasons. And so I asked for that. I did see, I did ask if they could send me, please, the Kool Aid Man. I tried to see if they would send me the Kool-Aid Man. They did no, not. Luck. They were out. However, the Kool-Aid Man, only $10 on Amazon. So I will be likely picking up the Kool-Aid Man because uh, you know what his superpower is? I uh, He can go through walls. <laughs> Stunning. Uh, and the name of that ability is called Oh Yeah. Um, of course it is. So, um, and what's really awesome is, you know, like these little expansions, like there's an Agritsuko expansion, which is like the red panda that's on Netflix. You know, there are these smaller ones. And so they come with a character, but then the characters also have weapons. And so, and any character can wield any of these weapons and the weapons actually give you different actions. So you have an array of characters that you can play as, you can have an array of weapons as you get more of these expansions that you can mix and match. It is, it's really, it's, it's really cool, man. Like it's very simple. It is. Yeah, no, it is really cool. I, I've looked at mine. I've opened it up. I've read the rules and I, I, that's as far as I got. And we just didn't have the time, the mental bandwidth, nor the Wi-Fi to watch a video just to help kind of refine our understanding of it. And, but it's, I love how the pieces are interchangeable yep. that I can take from my set with the golden girls and the thing that they hold in their hand can go with the Kool-Aid man or whatever. It's exactly. all just make, you know, I, I really like that it opens it up which, and it encourages you to get more. Which means theoretically you could give Blanche a chainsaw. It's cool. Which is kind of wacky, it's but wacky. yeah. So that is Funkoverse. A lot of folks think it's a, it's a only a two player game. It is not the case. It is two to four players. You can, you know, in some cases you're playing as teams depending on the scenario, but it, you know, it is, uh, it is very cool. It's very simple. I would encourage this to anyone who likes, you know, moving dudes on a map and, and kind of, it is a combat game. I mean, there's no way other way around it. They don't attack, they challenge each other, but at the end of the day, you are trying to knock opponents out. And so it is a combat game, but if you're down with stuff like that, I, th- this is a game that you should definitely at least own one of the sets. You know, you can't play Kool-Aid Man by himself, but like there's a Harry Potter one. There's the one that we have the Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a, a Jurassic Park one or a mm-hmm. Jurassic World one. So it's like Chris Pratt and like some Raptors. Buy one of the- They've got quite a collection. Yeah, buy one yeah. of the bigger boxes because it includes four characters. And then you can go to town. And I, I mean, there's plenty of variety to mess around and there's different scenarios. I am a, a very big fan of 
Funkoverse. As I suspected, yeah. I would be. That's the other like the reason I like I knew I was gonna like it, so I didn't I it's I didn't feel the need to sate that curiosity because I was like, oh, this is gonna be fine. I'm gonna like it, and I did. So that is right up your alley. Exactly, it, exactly. And so the next step is I played with my oldest. Now my oldest is gonna teach my middle son, and the two of them are gonna one v one a bunch. And I'm hoping that this turns into like the game of the summer, is what I'm hoping. You know, where they can play it easily and you know maybe we get them a couple expansions and they can rotate characters through and do different scenarios and you know they can do that when they're not playing video games so so that's around the horn what are some of the games you picked up recently i'm curious as to what because i know you said you went shopping I did. I have a problem. Um, I've been scouring the Amazons for sales, and uh, two came up that we just were talking about. I think it was our last episode, even, or maybe two episodes ago. Um, I picked. I picked up. Actually, it's right here. Abandon all artichokes, which we just talked about recently. That won the game award yep. for casual game, and then it's up top up there. I picked up Monstrosity. Monstrosity. I think I'm saying it wrong. Monstrosity. Um, yep. Monstro- yep. So that both of them are still in shrink. They just came in the other day. So those are on our list to get to the table. We're very excited to play both of those, though. So and the monstrosity, I think, was one of the recommended ones um, when we discussed those Um, or runners up. It was one of those Yeah, monstrosity. We also have that one. We have the acute expansion also. So we'll we'll have to. Oh, boy. When we were looking at it, the the there was there must have been a sale going on because the cute expansion was like six bucks or something like it's small. I mean, there's not a lot to it, but we were like, you know what? If we're going to get this, we may as well just, you know, we may as well just rock it out and just get the second uh, the second part. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a second. I didn't that didn't come up in my sale search. I didn't know either. The only reason is that it was it it was like frequently bought with and it was six bucks. We're Like, you know what? Let's just do it. Right. Um, I am so excited to play Abandoned All Artichokes. That's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we're going to have to figure out some kind of game day and just go crazy. The time will come very soon. Very soon. Absolutely. It's almost there. Almost there. We're so close. Oh, goodness. So close. All right. So, Linda, you know what time it is. Oh, no. Time to get my cheat sheet. Get cheat sheet. <laughs> it is. It's time to get my cheat, cheat sheet. Time. I totally did because my mind goes blank. I'll be honest. I know. Well, so does mine. Remember, I told you that toward it does. Was, not a, um, was not an adverb, and that is definitely. We are important. all allowed. Um, you know what? This is something I say all the time. We make mistakes and we learn and grow from our mistakes. And I so we're learning. I did in fact learn because now I remember <laughs> that the towards is towards an adverb. Is an adverb. Okay. All right. So in the chat, <laughs> hydrated for peak performance. You darn right. All right. So in the chat. All right. What do we got? <laughs> um, I'm, it, it, I mean, it's just you and your husband right now. So that's fine with me. Um, all right. So in the chat, I would like a part of the body and a place, plural. Linda, I would like a number. Okay. 42. Uh, I would like a plural noun. Um, Plural noun. Boxes. I would like a noun. Uh, pencil. And I would like a verb. Fell. Okay. And I would like an adjective. In the chat, I would like two more adjectives, please. Let's see. 
So if my adjective is going to be violet. Violet? As in the color. As in the color. Violet, like the color. <laughs> and then a plural noun. Um, oh, this would be silly. Bird houses. <laughs> uh, bird houses. Okay. It's going to be interesting no matter what. And I would like a plural <laughs> noun. Another plural yeah. noun. Let's see. Um, lights. Okay. And then I would like an adjective. In the chat, I would like a plural noun. Adjective. Let me see. I think this time I'm going to do bright. Okay. Almost there. I would like a noun. Another one. Yep. My goodness. Paintbrush. And then an adverb. Loudly. And then a noun. And then in the chat, I'd like another noun. You know, we will be done. Okay, my noun is bracelet. Our our, our chat, our uh, person in the chat is didn't hear the last request. Oh, a noun. Another noun. Appears <laughs> our last noun is cow. All right, all right, here we go. Now it is my uh, time to do some <laughs> voice acting. It's the necessary sip of water, perfect. Who to be in D&D? Oh boy. <laughs> There are 42 races in 5th edition, each with their different culture, language, boxes, and skills. When you create a new pencil, choose a race that will best fell their story. For example, dwarves are short and violet, but they are as tough as birdhouses. Elves, on the other big toe, are graceful and bright, but can be some of the most pretentious lights you will ever meet. Halflings are homebodies. They love paintbrush and quiet. But some of these small folks can be loudly lured outside of their cities with some tasty bracelet pudding. Short-lived humans <laughs> are the most cloying of all, and that also makes them disruptive. There are so many different character flowers, so throw cow to the wind and choose one. There we go, everybody. That was good. For the week. Glad your cheat sheet came in handy. Yes. All right. So. It's nice having just a list of words. Don't tell anyone I'm doing that. I I mean, (laughs) you just did. I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Nobody heard that. Nobody heard that. All right. So. All right. We've we've had our funny games. Let's do. Let's go to work. In. Let me check the uh, engaged family gaming community and see if we got any other questions. And we did not. So the question we got was actually from Mega Mom herself, Kate Davis. The uh, she said, "What are your favorite collaborative slash cooperative family board games?" So this is actually a topic that historically we have spoken about a lot. We just haven't done it recently. And so I thought this, I actually think this is a great, a very well-timed question. So uh, what I thought we would do as is, you know, kind of go over some of our favorites just in general. And then we have a article that was written so long ago that the professor helped with it. Who, which is a name that's quoting the deep magics. Um, and <laughs> so we're going to go over that and kind of discover it together. And uh, Linda will uh, prepare to make some adjustments because obviously a lot of games have come out in the last six or so years. To, right. Um, yeah, no, it's been out six years. Yeah, it's been out. This is a, this is an older article. It was originally published. It really is. 
Uh, let's see. When where was when was it published? Oh, it doesn't even have a date, but I know it was old. It does. Wait, I found the date on it. I just scrolled away from it. Uh, July 2015. Wow. Almost almost six years. So it is time. Almost six years ago. So let's talk about just like some of our favorites before we get into this. Uh, What is your favorite cooperative game? I have to say right now, the one we've been playing the most, and I've talked about it a bunch lately, is Last Defense. Yeah. Okay. That one has become a favorite. And part of the reason is because of the time component. Once you set everything up, you know you're only playing for 20 minutes. So even with the setup, it's like a 25-minute time commitment. The intensity of it, because it is a hard time cap, does add a lot, I think, to it if you're in the mood for that kind of game and you have the right personality. This is definitely one that if you're having anxiety that day, that this is not the game to play. So it's picking it when you're in the right mental place for it as well. But I just find it a lot of fun. The family really enjoys it. So it's one we've gotten to the table quite a bit lately. Okay. My favorite is Pandemic. And it's, I know it's kind of tacky to talk about Pandemic during a pandemic, but I really like that game. I think it's really well designed. I love the map. I really am a sucker for a world map that's like that that tactical, like blue with the light blue borders. Like I really dig that. Uh, We were at, I think we were at Toy Fair before everything locked down, and uh, Calliope Games had a had a game that had a similar kind of map. And I just I'm a sucker for those just flat like blue world maps. Um, And so I think it is also super well balanced. I like that you can kind of hold your cards together and, you know, kind of prevent like that quarterbacking problem if you want, or you can just deal with it outside of the rules and just kind of play with your hand open and just kind of go. Um, I love the different player powers from the different characters. There really just is not much that I don't. And I really, really love the tension of flipping those cards to see where the outbreaks are going to happen. And it is really fun to fail because generally when you fail that game, you like you don't fail like by accident. Like you either like something went horribly wrong and you you lose like super fast and it's just because of a bunch of like chain reactions oh that's exactly what happened the very first time i played yeah. we lost in like 10 minutes because it was just chain reaction after chain reaction after chain exactly. reaction and there was nothing we could nothing do nothing you could do or or it's like down to the card and i yes. absolutely love games that are like that where it's like the if you drew this card over this card it might have made the difference. And I know that some people mm-hmm. might be like, wow, that's you know kind of luck-based. It's really not in this game. Over time, you really can kind of control and predict what's going to happen. And man, it is so good. So that's, so that's my favorite. It's Pandemic. I think I, I can't really imagine anything really kind of taking it. Uh, if I had to pick like a runner-up, I think it would be Forbidden Island. I know we all love the Forbidden... Mm-hmm. Um, games, which I, by the way, I think we're due for another one, um, Forbidden Mountain or something. I don't know. There's a, it tells the story, so now they're like in the sky. It does, but like maybe for so where do they go? Forbidden Planet. And they oh. go to somewhere out of who knows. But they could just do a Forbidden Moon. Forbidden Moon, sure. Forbidden Planet sounds a little cooler. That sounds better. Um, but that sounds Forbidden better. Mine Island is so good. It is so simple. It is so easy to teach. Oh, look! Look at that. It comes in a nice little Take tin. It right there. Comes in a nice little tin. Yes. It is super inexpensive, and it really is like the first. 
for us, after Ticket to Ride, Forbidden Island was like the first one we bought. And man, do I love that game. I really do. But Pandemic ekes it out because I really, you know, I, I will play Pandemic pretty much anytime somebody asks me to. Um, Forbidden Island, man, I, I, I will sit and play that game for hours if I was presented. With yeah, that. no, and that's one of the ones I feel like Pandemic was on our short list of early games we picked up when we first started going down the board game rabbit hole. Yep. Um, it was one that I had heard just randomly, again, when I was still kind of games adjacent with the board game world, and then it kind of hit my radar. Didn't play it right away, yep. but then I did. And then it was over. And there was no going back. Yep. That, that, was, that and Ticket to Ride, I think, were on this. There was a handful that really started drawing me in, and Pandemic was definitely on that short list. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Pandemic Legacy, you know, it was like an extra extension above that, which, man, I know you haven't played. No. Um, but, man, it is so good. It is so good. I think you guys just got to wait until your kids are a little bit older and then grab a copy of it and play with all four of you guys because I think you guys would really dig it. Um, I think so, too. I think we just need a couple more years. You just gotta, I know that it's likely been spoiled for you because you're on Board Game Instagram. No. Oh, really? You don't know the... Nope. The, the... I actually don't. I have purposely, like, I have no idea what goes on in the story. Wow. Surprisingly. That is impressive. Well, if you can manage. <laughs> um, if you can, I will if try you to hold out. If you spoiled by Instagram, <laughs> just don't tell your kids because they will freak out. Um, trust me, they will freak out. It would be great. Uh, we got John in the chat, EFG expansion team member, saying that he thinks Forbidden Planet is trademarked. The more I think about it, he's probably right. Um, that's why. Uh, that's why he's got a job. You know, it's true. Fact checking me, keeping me honest. So, hey, um, let's find out soon. Hopefully, what their next edition uh, is. I hope so. I think we're. I think we're due. I think we're due. So, all right. Um, so those are some of our favorites. I, honestly, those three, right? You know, we talk about you know Last Defense, which I agree with you. I think that game. I haven't played it. I agree with you. It sounds super awesome in theory, and I trust your judgment. Uh, so, but Pandemic and Forbidden Legacy or Forbidden <sighs> Pandemic and Forbidden, Forbidden Island, Series specifically, right. I would recommend to anyone. Literally right. anyone, I would recommend those two games, and uh, I would even I would even recommend Forbidden Island if you did not own any other board games. Like if you were gonna have just oh, I one, I think Forbidden mm-hmm. Island is one of those ones that's like in there for yeah. You could have just this one, and it would be fine. It would be that one little experience. And you're good. I mean, I would. And it's funny. I like that one of the three. That's my favorite one of the Forbidden series. Yes, it, mine too. I, I, I like the other ones. They have their charm, but I think they get a little bit more. They get a little bit too complicated. Um, you know, doing extra stuff and mm-hmm. the extra stuff. It's not that they may, you know, it's fun, right? Like with the dust pilot, you know, the sand piling up in desert sand piles and, and the water. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it's extra stuff that I have to do, right? Like having to learn how to move the sand around and the tornado, you know, whatever. Um, I just like the simplicity of just flipping tiles for to flood them. I agree. And so that makes the game run a little bit smoother for me and that's really where for- Forbidden Island gets the uh gets the nod over its brothers uh over its brothers and sisters. But so um but I I would recommend I mean if somebody said, "Listen, I got Forbidden Desert, um, you know, do you like it?" Of course I would say yes. I think it's great, but Forbidden Island sneaks ahead. Um so um Let's talk about this list. 
I'll go down it. Sure. And, you know, we'll kind of talk about some of the games in there. So uh, the first one is Flashpoint Fire Rescue, which is uh, one that was recommended actually by the professor back in the day. That's how long that's how long ago it is. And we extra know. Let's see here. Who did the review? Let's see. Might have been. I don't know. Does it say? It was a guest writer. Let's see if it says it in the beginning. Oh, this was. Um, it was the professor. Ah. All right, so this is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Legit, it's a cooperative game. You're firefighters trying to get through a burning building. You are investigating points of interest to try and control the fire, you know, interact with it in some way. But really, you're trying to locate survivors. Uh, survivors. Mm-hmm. So the idea is a lot of your interaction with the board is trying to, like, deal with smoke and flames. You move, and you even are able to manipulate the, the giant hose that's attached to the ladder truck outside. Oh, wow. That's kind of like a superpower kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The goal of the game, there's between seven, there's like a bunch. It's usually like seven to ten victims. Mm-hmm. And you have to rescue them before the building collapses. So one thing okay. that's cool is, and I love this when games do it, is there's a difficulty levels depending on what side of the board you're on. So there's nice. like an easy one, a hard one. And this is another one where, just like Fire Tower, where the fire moves kind of randomly and kind of behaves fire-ish, this is another game where the fire behaves randomly. So you really can't predict where it's going to spread, with very few exceptions. And this is all about tension. It's building tension because you're trying to rescue all the people before the building collapses. And obviously, you don't want to be in the building when it collapses. So that's Flashpoint Fire Rescue. I think this is this game is still available to my understanding. I'll go ahead and give it a quick look on the Amazon. There are not many firefighting games. This is currently right. available. It's 30 bucks on Amazon. It's a I think our review is based on the first edition and there is a second edition that has been released and they actually have a fair number of expansions that have come to it. So there is an extreme danger expansion, there is honor and duty, and there is a tragic events expansion. Yeah, all of them cost about the same. The tragic events just adds some new miniatures and adds the concept of like backdraft. So that's Flashpoint Fire Rescue. If you got somebody in the house that really just loves the idea of the, being a firefighter, this is one of the few board games that really gets you in there. Right, and this one has come so well recommended. I've been hearing about this one obviously for years at this point, but it keeps coming up as when you hear about a bunch of cooperative games, this one typically makes the short list yeah. because it's that good. Um, the, like I said, the professor, you know, he sang this game's praises. It, it's first on this list for a reason uh, from him because he really, really liked it. Next game on the list, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert. Can you tell this was written back in 2015 because we didn't have Forbidden Sky on there? Obviously, that's a quick and easy add. We kind of lumped them all together. And I think the main reason for that is we didn't want to make the list too long. And I think you can pretty comfortably put all three of those games in the same category. They are all cooperative classics. Absolutely. Like I said, I might lean towards Island, but there are plenty of other people that lean towards other ones. There's not much more to say about Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert or Forbidden Sky. Just go play it. Just go, just <laughs> That's, go play them. Yeah, they them. are readily available. Them. I think Forbidden <laughs> Island. That tends to be yeah. quite uh, well priced. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I think on Amazon, Forbidden Island is 20 bucks right now. And then Forbidden Desert is 24 bucks right now. So that's pretty cheap. Uh, it's regularly on sale. Forbidden Sky is 20 bucks right now. That's really good for that yeah. one. 
Um, that's really, really good. That one's neat. Usually that when that came out, that was even more expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's a really good price um, for sure. So apparently, according to Amazon, it is bought frequently with Gloomhaven, which is a hundred dollars and weighs like seventy pounds. Well, yes, so, it's ridiculous. Oh man! So I saw it at a store the, a couple of weeks ago, and I told my youngest son to try and lift it, and he was like, "Oh no. boy," <laughs> which was kind of funny. I mean. That is kind of funny. I won't need to go to the gym if I pick that one. Correct. You would not. Literally. Speaking of games that come highly recommended by the professor, again, I'm quoting the deep lore of EFG. Mice and Mystics. We haven't talked about this one in a while. And it's kind of a shame because Mice and Mystics is really cool. This is uh, we've we've actually had the designer on on our podcast before. So that's right. Mice and Mystics is an RPG in a box. It's a cooperative game. It doesn't need a dungeon master. It runs itself. You're like the people that run a castle got cursed and turned into mice, and so you have to fight your way through a castle. It's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, this one does sound really cool. This is one I've I have not played, but it's. If I have the chance to, I definitely will. This came before the adventure books. Really would have benefited from one. So right now, it's in the neighborhood of 50 bucks on Amazon. There are a number of expansions for it. If you want a similar experience, but you really just kind of want to not play as mice, Stuffed Fables is another game that is very similar. You're building dice bags, so like the mechanic is a little bit different. However, you know... It's there. And Mice and Mystics also has a number of expansions if you, like, really want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and there is a whole community of people making other adventures and, you know, adding on. This is, like, mm-hmm. it is a thing, my friends. Definitely okay. deserves a space on favorite cooperative games. Mega Mom in the chat saying, it's so fun. I'm guessing... She's talking about Mice and Mystics, but I don't know. There's a delay. She can confirm. After Mice and Mystics, the pandemic. Not much more to say. You talked just a little bit about that we already. just talk a little bit about pandemic. <laughs> I think it is one of... All right, so she was talking about Mice and Mystics. Yeah, Mice and Mystics is great. Pandemic is one of my favorite cooperative games. I think it absolutely deserves a place in this list. I was in the local newspaper at the beginning of the Fire Nation attacking, playing Pandemic, because, you know... I mean, it, the board looks really nice. Linda, have you played? You've played this, but it was a long time ago, right? I can I say it was so long ago. If I played it, I don't remember playing it. So, um, Symbols of the Multiverse is a multiplayer card game that plays very similarly to Magic, very similarly, and uh, you everybody takes a character who is legally distinct from a Marvel or DC superhero. And when I say legally distinct, I mean, for real, there's a guy who is just straight up Iron Man. They're straight up Batman. They're just different. They're different just Just enough. enough. They're different, but their powers are very obviously them, right? With like maybe some minor flavor difference. It's really good. It's really good. They just released the second edition, which I don't think is super necessary to get if you want to play into it. You can get the older one. There were tons. I bet you right now, because of the second edition, I bet you if you went on eBay or something, you could find people getting rid of like their whole first edition like collection. That game was great. Did not need, it was not broken in any way. You know, Kelly, she who needs no title uh one of our original podcast hosts they were all in on that game and they had everything they had 
the foil hero cards. They had the promo ones where you went to PAX and did a bunch of stuff and they gave you a character and their deck. And the idea is all these oh, characters wow. have their individual decks and that's and you play through that. But what's really neat is if you die, then you flip your card over and you have limited power. So you can still do stuff to influence the game, but it's not like you're not using your deck. You have just a not few quite the limited same. things you can do. Yeah, it's okay. very cool. I absolutely love that is very Settles cool. in the Multiverse. I don't think I ever did play this. The way you're describing it, I think I was present when people were playing it, but because it was like magic and at that time especially, I probably didn't join in. That's fair. Lastly, you know, um, Castle Panic. Oh, yeah. That's on my must playlist. I have it right here. We have a copy. It just has not gotten to the table yet. I think your kids would like it. Castle Panic. I um, do too. I actually have not played it myself either. However, I have watched video of it played. This is a kind of a tower defense style kind of game. You have, you know, like these little barriers and you're trying to beat the creeps as they're coming towards your castle. And if they hit, you know, you got you have to be strategic about how you stop them. There's also like a kid's version of it. Uh, my mm-hmm. first. They have the game, My First. Which is cool. Yep. We love that. Nice. You can scale it down. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a, hey, listen, it's goblins and orcs and trolls. Who wants that? I do, actually. So, yes, please. please. So, that is <laughs> Castle Panic. There's a couple of different versions. There's a Star Trek Panic one where you're trying to prevent is really? the Star Trek one where <laughs> instead of a castle, you have the Starship Enterprise. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I kind of My space that. nerd enjoys that. Yeah, I kind of want that one. That's actually our list. You know, obviously, that list is going to get punched around a little bit fixed for sure it's gonna be one of our projects for the sprint at the end of july linda we did it we did we did this was a quick one but we still covered a lot of ground there's a lot and i'm sure as we uh prepare to update that article we may even come across a few more cooperative games we want to put out there we'll have to go over the list again uh, oh, for after sure. the end of July. So look for it sometime in August when we clean that up. Everybody, thank you very mm-hmm. much for listening to our recording of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This has been episode 263. I hope you enjoyed wow. listening as much as Linda and I enjoyed recording. Mega Mom, you are absolutely welcome. Anytime you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you just let us know. You are the super fan. Yes, please. So, everybody, <laughs> you have yourself a wonderful week. I will be back on Thursday for the EFG show, and then I will be back next Monday for World of Warcraft Monday when we start our quest to get Peppy the, the bird. Have yourself a wonderful night, and uh, don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. 